Hi, I'm very excited to bring you this episode of Life of Love with Julie and Friends. My special guest today is a multi-generational shaman, and her name is Roxanne Shapu. And she has some great messages for us about connecting to our soul. And I want you to stick around to the end because she has a special surprise I think you're really going to like. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hello and welcome, friends. I'm here today with Roxanne Chapu, and she's a wonderful spiritual inspiration um, thought leader in connecting to your soul and greater inspiration. And she's here today to share some insight and introduce us to some concepts that she's she's felt in her heart and um, some energy information. And we're just I'm just so delighted to have you here today, Roxanne. Thanks for being on. Oh, thank you, Julie. Thank you for having me on. I'm so honored to be here today. Yay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so the first thing I wanted to ask you about was um, if somebody was new to the idea of listening to their soul or connecting to their soul, what would you give them as a, you know, like a platform, like a sounding board to jump off to um, just explore that idea of, of what's your soul and how do you, how do you connect with it? What's the easy easy way. Yeah, absolutely. So the best piece of advice that I would give is really to silence the noise within the logical sense of our mind and really allow our, our intuition and our instinctual sense of ourselves and really tune in to that incredible guiding voice that has been guiding us our entire life. However, a lot of us have kind of you know, desensitized ourselves to really following ourselves and really to just quieting the noise in order to be able to really listen to it and to really hone in on where we're being guided. So that would be the first step. Absolutely. Okay. So what you're saying is everybody's soul is constantly trying to connect with them and that somehow through conditioning or our society, we, we sort of tune it out and we don't realize it. Right. So if we think of our soul and the concept of energy, knowing that we are energetic beings and that we are electromagnetic beings and that we are vibrations and we are frequency. However, when we have constant disruptions that are happening within our receptors, within our energy receptors, so, you know, negativity or anything that, you know, watch TV shows and music and all these things that kind of distract us from actually connecting to our emotions and to the soul aspect of our energy that cause those disruptions and those imprints within our energy don't really allow us to truly effectively connect to our soul and to our energy because we're always kind of being bombarded with different messages that aren't really our own individual messages. Like what we were saying a little bit earlier, what you just mentioned about the conditionings and the conformities that have kind of been placed on us when we think about the music that we listen to, mm -hmm. social media, you know, streams that we see, all these things are put into our receptors where they distract us from actually connecting ourselves to our own purest part of ourselves, which is our energy, our soul. Mm. Well, that, that's, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing to, uh, to realize that, that, that awareness that we are being bombarded. And I think that was huge for me was when I stopped to really take in how I was feeling, um, the biggest thing, and maybe you can relate, is that I just I just try to just sit and feel my heartbeat 
and then just go from there and check in with all the systems of my body. Like, is my mind racing? Can I calm it? Is, are my shoulders up in my ears? You know, um, there's like a million things or sometimes your stomach can tell you that things are off. Like if you have a constant upset stomach, your soul, your soul's trying to get you to be quiet. Do you, do you notice that your body sends signals that, um, that might be your soul trying to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that breath work is so important and it doesn't have to be in the form of meditation when we think of this. But as you know, we start to embark on this journey to really connecting to our like our soulful aspect of who we are. It's really important that we're questioning the belief systems that have been, you know, have befallen us or that we've created within ourselves by what we've been, you know, receptive to. So I think that when we start questioning that belief system a little bit more, like why, why do I always feel the need to be busy? Why do I always feel the need to be, you know, watching a TV show or listening to music? Why can't I just stand still within my own presence and my own energy and just concentrate on my own breath? And when we, when we're doing a little bit of this breath work and we're doing like, like deep breath work, it really connects us soulfully connects us really if we think about it because we're actually able even though our mind is still racing as we're, we're doing the breath work eventually the thoughts start to come less and less and less it's a practice so when we're doing this incredible breath work it's really just allowing ourselves to be like okay like you know, when we're feeling ourselves and we're breathing into ourselves, where are the disruptions happening? Where do I feel off balance? Where do I feel off kilter? Does my heart feel heavy? You know, when we think about our energy and our chakras within our body, so chakras are like little energy turbines that are within our body. So do I feel like something is off balance? Do I feel like, you know, like you said, digestive issues? Am I experiencing, you know, like just a weight on my shoulders, like I'm carrying the weight you know, of the world on myself. So all these things, when we're doing this breath work and we're able to actually just sit with ourselves and really just breathe into ourselves and breathe into the energetic disposition of who we are, we're then able to see where there's some disruption and actually allow our guiding voice to be the one that's telling us opposed to the logical sense where it's always trying to push away the issue until the issue becomes so vast or so great that we can no longer suppress it. Right. Yeah. So that's the, to me, like, that's the scary thing about um, some of our, our medicine practices. We'll go and go to the doctor and say, hey, we have this going on. And, and instead of working on it energetically, we might put another energy into our body, which further masks what we needed to deal with. Um, so I, I totally, I totally adore what you're talking about because it's just, it's empowering to know that you can, you can be your own advocate. And I'd never tell someone not to go to the doctor, but, but maybe ask yourself, you know, is this, is this something I can, I can work through? Is this, is this something I can um, concentrate on and release versus um, having that perspective that you're broken? Like we're, we are so powerful. We're such I always tell people you're a divine being and I'm not making it up. It's like we are all here for a reason. It's easy to to not wake up, you know, like we are we are sensitive, like very fragile things. And it, it is a miracle every day you wake up. So there's a reason you're here and it's not to cover up your light. It's not to to feel inadequate. And um, it's our it's our divine right to to feel good and um, to have that resourcefulness. 
um, I would love, and I know it's it might be tricky to describe, but I mean, would you have a simple breath technique that someone who's just starting out can just sort of, and, and I realize that this could be, this is time, this can take time. Like it's not going to be, you're going to do this breath work twice a week and you're going to, you know, all of a sudden feel your heart's light and your mind's clear. But like you said, with a constant, you're, you just keep telling yourself you're important enough. I'm going to keep doing this. And we all breathe, right? We wouldn't be awake with our eyes open or even closed. We, we breathe subconsciously. So, um, you know, that the idea of having a, a awareness of your breath, a consciousness to your breathing, um, I think it'd be a great thing if, to um, give the audience if you're if you're open to sharing. I know it can get complex, but just a basic one to start from. Yeah, absolutely. And a little bit to that as well about healing. And, you know, we'll talk about traditional medicinal healing opposed to pharmaceutical healing and more modern day healing. So when we think about this and we think about our body and how our body is so magnificent that it's able to heal itself, we cut ourselves open, we're able to heal ourselves. We have an illness within our body and we're able to cure ourselves. So our body is so magnificent, but so is our soul and so is our energy. Our energy is the biggest entity of who we are because we are energetic beings energy never dies and you know that's scientific that's an organized religion and so forth so knowing that the biggest disposition within us is our energy field that is the thing that we need to be focusing on it's not you know when we think about the medical conditions that are happening right now it's all due to us not working on our energy at a cellular level it's about us, you know, when we talk about mental health and we talk about anxiety, we talk about depression. These are things because we've suppressed aspects of ourselves for so long that we no longer know who we are and we no longer have that inner connection of who we are. So when we think about all these things, about these little pills being able to rectify these issues, unfortunately, no, the, the root is even deeper than that. It's an imprint within our energy field that is, there's a disruption happening within our, within our field. So when we think about breath work and we're thinking about, you know, really trying to tune into our body, breath work doesn't have to be challenging. It's very simplistic. You can be in the shower and just, you know, close your eyes and just start breathing from your diaphragm. Put your, you know, your hand on your chest and the other hand on the diaphragm and just take as deep breaths as you can. Hold for four seconds and release for four seconds. So when we think, you know, breathing is so easy, like you said, we we do it subconsciously right so it's on a subconscious level that we're breathing we need to breathe in order to live so when we when we know this and we know we're breathing everywhere you can be in the car and you feel frustrated or you feel like you're just overwhelmed just start the breathing technique it doesn't need to be anything more significant than that you don't have to go into a meditation cycle you can let whatever's happening in your mind just let it go and just you know, if you're thinking about it, don't create the resistance of trying not to think about it because then you're just going to think about it even further. <laughs> so just allow the thought to kind of permeate through, like flow through and just like release it, you know, and you can do this anywhere. You can breathe anywhere, right? We breathe everywhere. So it's just if you have, you know, a mindful moment, you're like, you know what? I'm just I don't feel right. I don't feel, you know, in alignment right now. I just need to take, you know, maybe 10 deep breaths and just realign myself and really check in with myself. Like, why do I feel the way that I'm feeling and start questioning those things and keep kind of digging a little bit deeper into it? I love that. Yes. And like you said, it's it can be so simple, but it's just tuning in and 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 tuning out, like tuning out of the distraction and tuning into yourself. 
Um, something that's beautiful for me that I've been doing lately, and it might seem like, I don't know, egotistical, but it just helps me center. I just remind myself that I am, you know, and, and to me, I am is that I'm enough and that I am, I am here. Like I said, everyone's here for a reason. And so that coming back to the, I am, it, I don't know, it just centers me in my heart. And then, um, I don't know if, if people could think about visualizing the clarity of, of their breath, the oxygen getting to all parts of their body. You know, you think about, and like you said, it's going to like a tummy breath. You're breathing deep into your tummy. You're actually, your stomach will stick out if you're doing it right, if I'm correct. Like when you're using your diaphragm, your stomach actually sticks out, which is, you know, we always want to say, stay tight and we have our spanks on or whatever, you know, but really you need to get your and that's why, and that's why we don't breathe properly throughout the day, and that's why we have all those disconnections, right? All these things that we we place on ourselves to not be able to actually tune into our breath the way that we should. Right, like the I think about the Buddha, the Buddha statues. Like, get your Buddha <laughs> belly going. Like, own it. Love, love your belly. <laughs> it's your Absolutely. solar plexus, your center of strength, and um, and then um. Would you would you act, actually like talk to people a little bit about um, like if if you're breathing up through through Gaia, excuse me, through the Earth, like like the electromagnetic energy that's coming through the Earth, we can tap, we are tapped into it, but you can consciously say, okay, Gaia, I'm here, support me, and just breathe up through your root chakra, your sacral, your solar plexus, your heart, and just go all the way up through. You don't even have to know all the chakras, but just just to know that you have an energy line that goes up through the center of your body and then it connects you to your soul and just be like, okay, I'm just going up and down a little bit just to visualize like that movement. I mean, do you find that powerful? Yeah, absolutely. And when we think of, you know, the beautiful like divine mother and like Gaia or mother nature as others like to call it, it's really about tapping into all of the elements and not just the elements of the earth. Everything within nature has a frequency and vibration and energy field. You think about the plants, you think about the animal kingdom, you think about air, you think about wind, right? You think about all water, all these incredible elements give us and stabilize our energy. They all have a different purpose. And this, you know, this knowledge really transcends from me like from my lineage of being a generational shaman so Mm -hmm. i come from generations of healers and you know medicine men and medicine women that really encompass the earth and really utilize the earth in order to heal aspects of themselves so we think about the energy field and the that is really permeated through the earth and it's allowing our vibration to resync itself if we think about you know our rhythm and just the way that we are, it just is like a recalibration of our vibration. But the important thing about when we do this work is that you are barefoot and that you actually are actually interconnected with the earth and not with your shoes and your socks on, all these things that disrupt our our energy fields. So even like with trees, like going to hug a tree and feeling the energy of the tree gravitating you and pulling you inward, right? Like it's so incredible. So all these things really help restabilize our energy chakras. So depending on which chakra is actually disrupted, it just depends on the vibration that the element is, is emitting. So you're saying if we can just put ourselves in the right situation with the intention of, of receiving healing, or maybe even not, maybe just open, just 
be connected, be curious to the nature, what, however it can show up for you. You don't even have to know what you're doing. You just have to be in the right place with an open, with an open heart or like a, or just like the quietness about you that you're going to receive. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we don't always need to be busy within our mind, right? We don't always need to be busy within our energy. And sometimes we just need to stand still and be still. And you can, you can do this in your backyard. You know, you have earth in your backyard. You can go and step out onto the earth barefoot and just people do. And they're like, Oh my goodness. Like I never even thought I'd be this much, you know, like have this much more energy that I'd feel re-energized. I'm like, that's because you're not taught this. We're not taught how to kind of re-energize ourselves and how to kind of calibrate our vibration. So yeah, like just, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like I said, like you don't have to be hard on yourself. It doesn't have to be something that we overcomplicate. Just go out and be with nature and allow like the frequency and the vibrations to kind of just settle your own energy field. Yeah, that nature nature is so powerful and we, we just take it for granted it's going to be outside waiting for us because it is and, it, and it's not going anywhere. If we're long gone, nature is going no. to be just fine. <laughs> and like our energy, unfortunately, doesn't recalibrate itself within concrete walls, right? And brick walls. So nobody ever before in life I've ever heard that they've felt regenerated after being in a, you know, a concrete brick wall or a home as always they were in nature. They went camping, they kind of went for a nature walk and then they just felt, or even just a walk around the neighborhood. And it's just like that much more to reset our energy. Yeah. I noticed that like in the, in the morning, the birds help me recalibrate. They, they help me um, raise my vibration. Like certain Cardinals will come in and they're just like, they're just, I feel like they're singing for me to help me get my energy, my frequency up. And um, it's just amazing if you get curious about things that are happening around how many, how many things that are supporting you that you would, you wouldn't even notice. Um, I do have one more question. And um, I wonder with you being in a a lineage, lineage of shamans, can you, um, do you know if, if your role has changed as your generation or can you talk about, I'm just curious about historically how the shaman, the role has been, or if it stays pretty steady or is that evolving as, as humanity evolves or what's your take on that? I'm just curious. Yeah. So, you know, when we think about shamanism and just for the listeners that don't quite know what shamans are. So shamanism has been around for over a hundred thousand years. This is a tried tested and true healing modality that happened in many tribes and many cultures throughout the world. And what shamans were referred to were like the medicine man, the medicine woman, the energy healer, the energy doctor, the spirit doctor. So any of those names really ended up, you know, being under the entity of being called a shaman, just like our doctors are now today. They have different specializations. However, they're still named a doctor. Mm -hmm. So all shamans have their own specialization. And when we think about the traditional healing modality, we've definitely changed and we've definitely evolved. And I'm not going to say necessarily it's in in a great way, because I think that the more like traditional and the more ancient, you know, history of like healing was a little bit better i think a lot of people were more in tune with their spirit were more in tune to actually receiving natural healing 
So when we think of like the modern day world, the shamans are still trying to do and affect the same type of healing. However, we have so many other distractions that are kind of around like the clients that we work with. And we're not just geared to one tribe anymore. We are now serving a lot of the shamans are serving the world or they're serving a country or they're serving a province or a state or whatnot. So I think that that has definitely changed. I think that the wisdom is still there because I think the wisdom has been transcended. And I think that we've been able to kind of add some, you know, modern twists to like old traditions. However, I do feel like I'm more of an ancient healer. I do more traditional healing. I really try and stay true to the indigenous healing roots that I have. However, obviously with Zoom and all that, we're almost more in a, of a modern world of and a modern concept of healing. Well, as you were talking about that, I, I felt a sense of peace come over me. So I, I truly feel your your power as a, a healer, and um, and I have I felt spiritually connected, you know, through through Zoom calls, and you know, so it's, I think it's a powerful medium, and it's sort of neat. And I, I wonder if the shaman of ages are like jealous, <laughs> like we never had this. <laughs> like, we were beating drums right and i love drums don't get me wrong the drum is an important thing but that was their their zoom was like a drum right they're like bring it in (laughs) yeah and you know i still do drumming i still do ancient native drumming i believe in holding on to my native drum that's something Mm -hmm. that has never left me i do my native rattling as well Mm -hmm. however i have done a combination of like tibetan bowls crystal bowls just to emit different frequencies within our energetic chakras Mm -hmm. and the great thing is is that when you are doing it through zoom being an energy healer, we can read the energy, right? So we can know where the actual energetic disruption is happening within the body, either through Zoom or in person. But just being like a very personal person, an empathic person, I love having that physical connection and like mm-hmm. being there when they're actually going through their actual healing ceremony, when we're at the like the triumphant like stage of their healing journey. And really, that is really kind of, you know, the best part about being a shaman so that has been a bit of a challenge however we make do and you know we still affect the same healing but it's just on my end I would love to like be in person and be there for the hug as they're releasing everything and definitely yeah I'm a very tactile person too I relate to that I would like to direct any of the listeners to your website to get more information about your healing and um, your programs that you offer, um, because I think that, you know, people might be interested in connecting with you on a healing level and um, helping them remove any blocks that might be, you know, sort of stubborn because we've had a lot of generations of you know, baggage. And there's a lot to, I like to shuff it off, you know, like slough it off, like shake it, shake it away. It's sort of like, you know, when an, when uh, an elk on the Serengeti gets, you know, it gets pursued by a, a you know, prey by, um, you know, like some kind of lion. And when they, when they survive, you always see them just stop and they just shake. And to me, it's like, if we could just shake things off, like they do, they just like, they're resetting their, all their chakras. They're just like, okay, I'm better, you know, and you see dogs do it after they have a confrontation. Like we can learn so much by being curious about how other beings resolve conflict or, or perceived any kind of perceived threat. They do have actually, you know, when we think about animals, 
they reset their nervous system when they do like that tremor, right? It's like resetting their system. And human beings are the only ones that really relive things over a million times, you know, regret, guilt, and resentment and all those things or fear, right? So it's really interesting. We can learn a lot from the animal kingdom, most definitely. Do you have your drum close? Would you like to close with a little drumming for my audience? But yeah, I'll grab my drum. Here, one second. Thank you. Can you hear it? Oh, it's beautiful. I can play a whole song, but <laughs> not sure how long the podcast is. <laughs> yes. That was lovely. I totally felt that through the speakers. Totally. Thank you, Roxanne. I really adored our time together. Uh, thank you for having me, Julia. It was such an honor to be here. Sounds great. Sending so much love and so much light and so much peace. Miigwech. Okay, well, I look forward to our next conversation and be well, be well. Thanks. Mm.